This is Plant-Based Briefing. The Health Benefits of Asparagus, Six Reasons It's Good for You, Part 2, by Ocean Robbins at foodrevolution.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and this is the Plant-Based Podcast, where I curate, get permission, and narrate articles related to plant-based and vegan living in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. And today's article is longer than that, so it's a two-parter. I read part one yesterday, so go back and listen to that one first so that today's will make more sense. And now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. The Health Benefits of Asparagus, Six Reasons It's Good for You, Part 2, by Ocean Robbins at foodrevolution.org. Asparagus and Eye Health Many of the compounds in food that can help prevent eye-related disorders, including macular degeneration, are in asparagus. Purple asparagus in particular appears ready to walk the eye health red carpet thanks to its high concentration of anthocyanins. In a 2020 study, an Iranian research team showed that asparagus extract helped to prevent cataract formation in baby rats. Asparagus and Skin Health One of the chemicals in your body that protects your skin from ultraviolet or UV radiation damage is called heat shock protein 70, HSP70, which sounds like an expensive shampoo that was named by a 1950s doo-wop band. But in 2018, Japanese researchers took normal human dermal fibroblasts, the cells that repair damage to skin, and exposed them to UVB radiation in test tubes. Researchers added asparagus stem extract to some tubes, while others served as controls. After 24 hours, the tubes with asparagus extract contained significantly more HSP-70, suggesting that the vegetable was able to protect the fibroblast from radiation damage. And a 2021 study out of Thailand also investigated the effects of asparagus on wrinkle development. Researchers tested different parts of the asparagus and found that the spear contained the most potent anti-wrinkle compounds. They concluded that asparagus could be an effective natural ingredient in anti-wrinkle products. How to choose asparagus. Now that you're thoroughly impressed with the comprehensive medicine cabinet that is asparagus, I hope you're thinking about ways to incorporate this wonder veggie into your diet. The first step is knowing how to select the best tasting and most nutritious spears. You can buy fresh asparagus when in season, late spring through summer, at many grocery stores and farmers markets. It's one of the first spring vegetables to appear in many parts of the world. You can also grow it yourself with less effort than many other garden veggies. That's because asparagus is a perennial. Plant it once, and within two to three years, you'll have feathery tips popping out of the garden bed every spring. All you've got to do is care for the soil, weed out anything that isn't asparagus, water if needed, remember where you planted them so you don't rototill that bed by accident, and of course, harvest. Whether you purchase asparagus or grow it yourself, fresh green asparagus spears should be bright, green, and firm with tightly closed tips. The purple and green varieties should have vibrantly colored tips as well. You'll also want to avoid slimy or wilted stems. Give a little sniff, don't worry, no one's looking, to check that the stalks emit a clean, slightly sweet aroma, so unlike how they leave the body. How to store asparagus. Store your asparagus in the refrigerator until you're ready to prepare it. For maximal freshness, you'll want to keep the bottoms of the stems moist. And there are a couple of easy ways to do this, depending on how much vertical space you have in your fridge. If there's room, you can stand the green, purple, or white spears upright in a container with an inch or two of water in the bottom. One trick for getting more headroom is to trim the bottom inch or so of the stems, which also makes it easier for the asparagus to absorb the water and stay fresh. Alternatively, wrap the bottom of the stems in a damp paper towel and put them in a zip-top produce bag. 
Don't wash asparagus until you're ready to use it because moisture will cause the tips to become mushy. In any case, try to use asparagus within a few days of purchase. Like many veggies, asparagus begins to lose nutrients as soon as it's harvested. If you have a bumper crop that you can't eat all at once or you accidentally buy 20 bunches at the store, you can also freeze asparagus spears for later use. Blanch them in boiling water for a couple of minutes, then plunge them into ice water, dry them, and freeze them in airtight bags or containers. You can also pickle or can asparagus, but you will lose some nutritional value in the process. Now, ready for that collection of amazing asparagus recipes? Here's your link. How to Cook and Use Asparagus. Seven Simple and Tasty Recipe Ideas. Hooray for asparagus' health benefits! Asparagus may be a weird-looking vegetable that makes your pea smell funny, but it is so much more. In those pointy spears lies a nutritional powerhouse that provides a variety of health benefits, including supporting gut health, helping to fight cancer, protecting the heart, and promoting eye and skin health. Asparagus is an excellent source of vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants, making it a valuable addition to any diet. And to get the most nutritional benefit, it's important to choose and store asparagus correctly. With its unique flavor and numerous health benefits, asparagus is a versatile vegetable that will add value and color to your spring and summer menus. You just listened to The Health Benefits of Asparagus, Six Reasons It's Good For You, Part 2, by Ocean Robbins at foodrevolution.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. And it is so disturbing reading about the animal testing on things like, can asparagus prevent wrinkles? I mean, really? But here is the Food Revolution Network stance on animal testing that he mentioned in the post. I'll read it here. What is Food Revolution Network stance on animal testing? Every year, more than 100 million animals, including mice, rats, frogs, dogs, cats, rabbits, hamsters, guinea pigs, monkeys, fish, and birds, are killed in U.S. laboratories. They are killed for a variety of reasons, including medical research, biology lessons, medical training, and chemical, drug, food, and cosmetics testing. Animal studies present two sizable problems. Firstly, they are almost always cruel and sometimes involve inflicting terrible pain. Many of these animals are confined, poisoned, shocked, burned, and otherwise abused before they are killed. And secondly, humans aren't rodents, or frogs, dogs, cats, rabbits, monkeys, fish, or birds either. We have many examples of animal studies that lead to misleading human correlations. There are many reasons why animal experiments are not reliable predictors of human outcomes, including the vast physiological differences between species. Meanwhile, these experiments siphon economic and intellectual resources from forms of research that do not involve animals and that might actually be more likely to lead to cures and treatments. Forward-thinking researchers have developed humane, modern, and effective non-animal research methods, including organs on chips, organoids, human-based microdosing, in vitro technology, human patient simulators, and sophisticated computer modeling that are cheaper, faster, and almost always more reliable than animal tests. It is our hope that over time these will be utilized more and more, and animal experiments will be phased out. Food Revolution Network seeks to provide you with the latest insights and the most valuable research that is available in order to advance human, animal, and environmental well-being. And while we want to see animal experimentation replaced completely, we also recognize that there are some animal experiments that have already been conducted and that may provide some valuable insight. We don't condone animal experimentation, but we believe that if a study sheds light on the health benefits of plant foods for humans, and it can help whole foods, plant-based eaters to be healthier and more confident in their choices, 
then it is of greater benefit to animals and to the building of a healthier and more compassionate world to share it than to ignore what has already been done. We reach this conclusion with profoundly mixed feelings and with a deep awareness of the complexities, contradictions, and nuances at play. And we maintain an open mind and an open heart as we consider how best to align our values with our actions. That was difficult to read. I actually had to re-record the ending several times because I kept breaking up. Animal testing is so senseless. And like they said, it's taking away from actual valid testing that can be done. I've done a number of episodes on animal testing. You can search wherever you listen. And I do appreciate them sharing their stance and clarifying that because it's difficult to read about these silly animal experiments. Dr. Greger from Nutrition Facts has spoken a lot about this as well, and I've shared some of his episodes on the topic. I'll link some of the animal testing episodes in the show notes too. So please share this episode with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.